you know, I always say to everybody that machines are great, humans are great. Machine and humans together are even better because there's still very much a human component to what it is that we do. Because there's only so much that a software can provide to you. At the end of the day, property A and property B, two bedroom, two bedroom, two bath, two bath, proximity to the ocean, you know, within a handful of feet. But property A hasn't been updated since 1980. Property B has a $50,000 open concept kitchen, right? I would argue that probably B is worth more per night than, than A. Um, so really what we do is we're there to get you started on the right foot. We're to get you to, let's identify what is that base rate? Where should we be, be priced within the market? And then based on what the market is telling us and based on the knowledge of that individual owner or property manager, we can adjust, you know, adjust accordingly based on the goals and the wishes of, of their company. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Really excited about a about bringing on an amazing young leader. His name is Chris Mills. And Chris was a multi-year operator, multi-year business coach out of uh, Montreal, Quebec, and uh, formerly a professional hockey player. He came and joined us and, and really had a great run with us. And uh, he's got involved in the hospitality industry. And he uh, spent about five years at Airbnb when Airbnb was not what Airbnb is now um, and uh, had, uh, was part of uh, really growing out their luxury portfolio business in many, many markets across the world and then stayed in that industry. And now he is the uh, vice president of sales of Rented, which is a travel net solutions, which helps people in the uh, hospitality industry decide how best to price their, their portfolios and, and their rentals and gives them an opportunity to make more money, et cetera, et cetera, and maximize their, their business opportunity. And we had a great conversation with Chris and talking about just the uh, incredible progression he's made since joining the program. And I know you're gonna love the conversation. So the reason why we do these is just to share the benefit people get out of our program and really to attract other young leaders who are looking to have a big future, so if you know any young leaders who, who are looking to really do something amazing with their lives, please send them my way, cthompson at studentworks.com, or they can go to studentworks.com directly, or you can send them this podcast link to see what our alumni do after the program. Thanks so much. Have a super fantastic day. Well, Chris, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. So happy to have you on. It's so good to see you. Yeah, I know. It's great. I know we caught up last week, which was super fun. It's been uh, way too long. And, uh, and, and you know, first of all, just congratulations on all your progress since uh, leaving the program. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's been, like you said, far, far too long, but it was, it was great to catch up and excited to, uh, to chat with you today. Absolutely. So why don't we jump back to, you know, who was Chris Mills? Before student works, you know, what were you about? What were you doing, et cetera? Any frustrations that you had? Oh, geez, what a loaded question to start us off. But uh, 
Yeah, I think I was a kid that just came back from Europe. Uh, I was playing playing hockey over there and, and living the dream one day at a time. And then came back to the real world and said, hey, okay, time to kind of give this dream up and get back to school and get back to studies and back into the real, real world. So yeah, that's kind of the person that I was getting readjusted to, to the way that things needed to be. And let it behold, I'm sitting in a marketing class and some random person walks in and says, hey, we have this amazing, amazing opportunity and uh, signed up on a clipboard and kind of everything came from there. Yeah. Well, and, and, and for our leaders, you know, it's the real deal. I remember going to, I can't remember the, it's, it's not Wonderland in Montreal. It's, it's called something else, but, but Chris basically had this hockey, hockey thing that you could shoot, you know, 20 pucks or something like that, or enough pucks in these little small holes. And of course we all know those are rigged to not win, but Chris walked away this, this enormous uh, stuffed animal. So, so he was the real deal. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. It was a good, uh, good team, team building exercise. And I think uh, they, they, they showed me the sign afterwards that said limited to one per person that day. Yes. I think they're not used to people winning. So that was, uh, <laughs> they escorted me out of the area quite quickly. You, you can't play anymore. Exactly. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> your skills have been shown. Yeah. So what was your experience at like uh, uh, at, at Student Works and what do you still use from your time at Student Works? You know what? Um, it's amazing how, when you actually look back at the time that was spent there, how much of that, that learning we still use on a daily basis. Right. And I'm a big believer in, you know, building relationships and one of the core values, and I'm sure you still use it today and it's used in all of your trainings is relationships is are everything. And for me, I mean, I'm a big advocate for that. Uh, I know I treat those as I would like to be treated, whether it's clients, whether it's people that I work with. And I think that all stemmed from my time at, at StudentWorks, because as you kind of said earlier, what was my experience prior to that? What type of person was Chris coming into this program? You know, maybe a little bit cocky, maybe a little bit like, look at this guy, right? Um, and I think that StudentWorks was a really humbling experience for me, because here's a bunch of kids that, you know, prior to the program are typically top performers, are people who, you know, want to take the initiative and want to learn and, you know, go down different paths. But ultimately, it's all these people that see their name on a leaderboard and say, wow, I want to be at the top of that leaderboard. Yeah. And I wasn't always at the top. And I think that was a little bit of a humbling experience. Um, so, you know, where I am today has a big impact on that because, again, building those relationships with these people, uh, whether they're clients or people that I work with, I always just try to do everything that I can to strengthen and build those relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's actually an interesting thing is, is that, you know, again, you were, would have been, Hey, the best on your, most of the hockey teams you're on, et cetera. And, you know, and, and so it's all of a sudden you come to this really, really elite group and, and frankly, we've just got more elite um, and just more and more really incredibly strong people. And, and hold on, of course, I'm going to be in the top 10. Well, there's no, of course, you know, the, the, the people in the business are just so incredible. I, one of the things I always like to say is it's like joining the Olympic team and you're not, and the top 10 in the Olympic team. Well, yeah, well, duh, like, you know, there's, yeah. you know, there's so many amazing people in the Olympics and et cetera. So, so it, it really is something like you said, that, that is, is humbling. And, and, and I'm sure as well, you've, you've, you've seen in, in your career, it's like, wow, like, again, you've, and we're going to talk about just how successful your career has been. And 
again, it's there's other people who've done incredibly well too. Like the world is a big and incredible place of really, you know, massive performers. Yeah, and I mean, I think that you you thrive on that as well. Yeah. Yes, it's you know based on the the competition or based on the people that you say, associate yourself with. If if they're amazing, you strive to be amazing. You strive to be better. And I think you know, student works was was always that type of mentality. It's hey, I monkey see, monkey do. I see what you're doing. I'd like to try and accomplish the same. Yeah, and, and I know we had a chance to sort of just reconnect and catch up on your your career highlights of, you know, and and w- where you've gone, et cetera. But the one thing I know a lot of our leaders would really be excited is your experience of, uh, at Airbnb, obviously one of the, the, the biggest, the most successful brands in the world and just an incredible rep for a place to work, et cetera. So why don't you, why don't you tell us what that experience was like, uh, you know, five years at, at Airbnb as a senior market manager? Yeah, that was that was an amazing opportunity. I think just even right out of the school, uh, you know, sales and business development, that's where my passion was. That's where my skill set lined. Yeah. Um, the actual hospitality industry, that kind of just came organically, meeting people, building those relationships. And someone said, Hey, Airbnb just acquired this company, Luxury Retreats, and they want to get into the luxury space and they just don't know how to do it. So instead of building it, they've acquired this company. Right. Uh, and we know some people at this company at Airbnb, and they're looking for you know top sales talent. I said, well, you know, I don't really know this industry all that much, but hey, Chris, sales is sales. Get in there, business development. You know, you you do what you do, and you'll make an impact. Right. Uh, so you know, Airbnb today, much different than eight or nine years ago. Yes. Uh, this was when you had to actually go to people and say, hey, I have a platform, I have an idea. And I know that you've been doing things the same way for the last 20, 25 years, you know, on the vacation rental side, but here's an idea. Let's put it on a website and have people book it. You don't know any of these people that are going to book it, yeah. uh, but we're going to trust that they're going to book it. It's going to be a great experience and we're going to compensate you for it. Yeah. Um, so my time there was, was, again, surrounded by really, really great people. Um, the atmosphere, the culture, the environment that you're working in, you, know, you wanted to go to work every single day. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to be on you know, the portfolio development team. And there's really only five or six of us at the time that were responsible for building the portfolio. So essentially what we would do is we would travel around to all these different destinations around the world to build a portfolio of business, to get a handful of, of owners of property management companies to say, hey, let's, let's take your portfolio, let's take your property and let's bring that online. So walk them through the onboarding process and get them live on the internet and help them with their communication and their marketing efforts. Whereas today, you know, you can have an Airbnb listing in five minutes. Yes. So very, very different. But what I find why I loved my time there so much was it was very consistent with, you know, what we were accustomed to at Stoneworks, where you had leaderboards, you had quotas. For the first time it was, hey, what are you doing? How many destinations have you launched in the last six months? Yeah. Right? Um, And just being a part of that team, taking it from, where it was to where it is today. Very proud of my time there. Very proud. And I mean, I have a lot of very strong relationships today that stemmed from, from working at Airbnb. So it was, it was a very exciting time. And for personal growth as well as professional, you know, having that, you know, that Airbnb within your portfolio, within your, uh, you know, on your LinkedIn, it does help a little bit as well. 100%. And, and, and I know you were telling me as well, you basically reported someone to, who reported directly to the CEO. So really, a, you know, very, very, uh, at the time, the business was much smaller and the, and the business, the luxury portfolio grew 
enormously in the time that you were in in that space. That was a big, big growth opportunity for for them. And then now they've kind of commoditized the industry in that space. It's like, this is the place to be. If you're not with Airbnb, where are you, right, is really where it is. Yeah, I mean, well said. You look at vacation rentals in just in general, it's now referred to as an Airbnb. Yes. Similar <laughs> to a Kleenex, similar to a Q-tip, right? No, that's a cotton swab. That is not a Q-tip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, the entrepreneurship side of it as well is being a part of a team, being a part of a startup where, you know, every day is different. You wear many different hats and being a part of being able to provide, whether it's a product or a service for your clients, um, being a part of that initiative, being part of that team to make those make those changes was was very rewarding. And, you know, I still have that entrepreneurial bone in my body. So, you know, any opportunity to to do things like that, you know, it's 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 a lot of fun. And so, so you mentioned, you know, again, and obviously, you know, as, as our leaders will hear, you know, VP of sales, director of business development, you know, senior market manager. So why, why do you think you've been able to be so successful in, you know, developing business in all the different roles? And obviously you're really successful at student works in the same roles. Yeah. I mean, people often ask me that and I've found, I've been very fortunate to be with good teams, to be with good leaders. And, you know, I tend to, you know, at attach myself to those people. When I identify someone who has a lot to offer, whether it's a mentor or it's a boss, you know, you try and be that sponge and just soak up, you know, as much of that knowledge and experience as possible. So I've done a very good job at doing that as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that when it push comes to shove, you know, being a, a genuine person, being someone who's not necessarily going to shove product down someone's throat if they don't need it, um, you know, I think that goes a really long way. Uh, and it kind of ties back into relationships or everything, you know, building trust at the end of the day, that is what's going to get you, you know, that, that, that sale, that's when it's going to get you, you know, that closed deal. Um, were there times at student works where I could have sold someone a paint job that wasn't necessary? Probably. Did I? Maybe. But as I got through the four years of being at student works, by the end of it, it was more, you know what, Mr. And Mrs. Smith? I don't think you need to do that right now. Right. Yeah. I think what we can do is focus on this and this. And why don't we revisit that in six months? Why don't we look at this next year when I'm coming around and knocking on your door? Right. From that, from that relationship, providing them what they need, filling that void, and then you know, getting a handful of referrals as a result. That is the type of person that I you know, started to become at StudentWorks. And I still you know, do that today. So I'd say, you know, building the relationships, following, following the system um, is still something that I do, you know, every single day. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So one of the things um, is, you know, you've, you've, I, I know we are talking, you've developed the opportunity to be on stage and really, really, uh, you know, learn to inspire, et cetera, and, 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 and develop business on stage. Tell us more about that and how that's, that's impacted your career. It, it's been great. Um, you know, when we're when you go to these different trade shows and you go to these different conferences, people are there to learn. Um, and a lot of the times when I'm up on stage, I'm not necessarily selling what it is that I do or what it is that my business do. Um, but because I've been fortunate enough to be in this hospitality and tourism travel industry for almost a decade now, I've been able to to learn a bunch of different things. So whether that's listing optimization, whether that's how to you know maximize revenue and overall profitability for a property manager. Or just the individual owner who's bringing in the you know a property for the first time. Um, I've been blessed, like I said, to surround myself with great people. As a result, I've been able to learn a lot. 
And I've had the ability to get on stage and share that experience and share that knowledge with people. Um, most re- recently, you know, in Nashville, 400 plus people uh, getting up on stage and competing in a battleground with nine other CEOs. My CEO gave me the opportunity to talk on behalf of our company. Uh, it was it was an amazing experience, and I thrive on it. But also, too, just to gain that credibility within the marketplace, within our specific industry, you know, being on that stage has has been you know very influential. For sure. Yeah, yeah, no, and I know we were chatting as well, just you know about you know coming out of the pandemic and just just you know how how people are responding and acting and and you know uh maybe you could share about about that you know all of a sudden going out you know these shows are again available and they're huge and they're a big big opportunity for your business and and ours and others yeah yeah we were just in vegas in at the end of october for vrma vacation uh, rental management association big big one sold out i mean it had been i think in the past anywhere between let's say a 700 and 1500 attendees and I think they sold up over 3,500 attendees. Wow. Uh, and this was really the first big coming out party since the whole pandemic. And it was an opportunity. Obviously, Vegas is an easy sell for people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a great time, great opportunity. Um, but it was really the first time that people came back into the world for, for the first time. And it's funny how, you know, because we've become so accustomed to jumping on a, jumping on a Zoom, jumping on a phone call and just doing things and doing business this way. It's amazing how when you're making eye contact with someone and then all of a sudden they're looking over here or they're looking over here because they haven't actually been in front of another you know living person for so long uh, getting back into that routine getting back you know familiar and comfortable you know with that environment um, but you know there's a lot of enthusiasm it's it's great to see people traveling again and you know 2021 what an outlier yeah. I mean people were you know if you hold someone down like we saw in 2020, the opportunity for them to travel the world and get back to normal, everybody took advantage of that. I mean, these the numbers that we saw just from a revenue perspective in 2021 were astronomical. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and so so I know you've you've moved on from from Airbnb, and and, and I thought maybe the best place to spend time is is now like a vice president of sales, like really early 30s. That's incredible to be able to get to that spot so far. So why don't we talk talk to the leaders about what Rented does and what the solution is, et cetera. Yeah, I would be happy to. So in this world that we live in, like we said, vacation rental industry, there's so many rentals and all around the world. And we look at different OTAs, you know, third-party platforms like Airbnb, like VRBO, Expedia, Booking.com. Problem is, is there's a lot of competition within that marketplace, right? Every specific location um, has X amount of properties. Right. But how do you find the best property or how do you find the best value? Ultimately, that's up to the booker. That's up to the looker. Um, but what we do, what our software does is what we'll do is we'll pull in billions of data points every single day. Um, you know, the old way of doing things is you'd go on and you'd look and say, well, that property is pretty comparable to mine. Two bedroom, two bath, proximity to the ocean. And you'd say, I guess we'll charge this or I feel my property is worth this. So what we've done is we've removed that manual process, which is super time consuming, especially given you have 20 properties, 30 properties, 200, 500, the amount of time that you need to spend to be so dialed in on your pricing strategy, I mean, that's a full-time job in itself. So essentially what we've done is we've created a software and a tool that allows you to pull in those billions of data points every single day, 
clean up that data and provide you with a very specific pricing strategy for every single property that you have within your portfolio. Yeah, no, that's fantastic because I could just imagine so many people, you know, one of the one of the, the things about pricing is so often we don't price enough because we don't feel good enough about ourselves. So a lot of times it could come in and be a self-regard, self-esteem thing. So it's kind of like, let's go to the therapist. Okay. But but sometimes it could be also as well, we're we're not getting all the data points, or we could go and look that our property, we think our property is better than it actually is. And so there's a cost of both of those things. We don't think it's good enough, so we're not pricing enough. We think it's too good, so we're missing. So what is, what's the value, or, or are you able to show that, like for someone uh, to sort of, so here's the amount of extra revenue, you know, per unit you're able to show for people? Yeah, so we, we really do a deep dive once we get somebody live. So we'll look at different historicals to say, hey, how did these properties perform in the, in the past? Well, that's a great bench, benchmark. Let's look at that. And let's take the next 90 days to see, hey, with these different you know, fluctuations, with these different overrides or what the market is telling us based on supply and demand, based on peaks, what type of you know, destination are you? Are you a drive-in destination? Are you a snowbird destination? Every market is different and every market requires a little bit of tweak. Yeah. Um, you know, I always say to everybody that machines are great, humans are great. Machine and humans together are even better yeah. because there's still very much a human component to what it is that we do, because there's only so much that a software can provide to you. At the end of the day, property A and property B, two bedroom, two bedroom, two bath, two bath, proximity to the ocean, you know, within a handful of feet. But property A hasn't been updated since 1980. Property B has a $50,000 open concept kitchen, right? I would argue that probably B is worth more per night than, than A. Um, so really what we do is we're there to get you started on the right foot. We're to get you to, let's identify what is that base rate? Where should we be, be priced within the market? And then based on what the market is telling us and based on the knowledge of that individual owner or property manager, we can adjust, you know, adjust accordingly based on the goals and the wishes of, of their company. Hey leaders. I hope you are enjoying this podcast. As we approach and surpass 300 episodes, well over 95% of the leaders that we have interviewed have been alumni of the Student Works Management Program. It has been an honor to participate in their development over the years. Starting now and only for the fall months, we will be on campus at universities and colleges in Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you are interested in being a leader in our program or know someone who does, please go to the show notes and hit student works and get sent to a landing page to apply. There is a bold student works that you can hit to go to a landing page to apply. Thanks so much. Back to the show. So your role now as, as a VP, like what is that involving? What's the day-to-day, week-to-week role that, that you're responsible for? Great question. And luckily I have a, you know, I don't have hair, so I can wear many different hats. <laughs> um, we, yeah, we're very much a, a startup. We recently just got acquired by a company called TravelNet Solutions. 
uh, which is an industry leader, you know, just in the property management system space, handful of hospitality options. Um, so we're very excited about this new transition to be a part of that team. Right. Um, but really, you know, we still operate very much like a startup. Okay. Um, and, you know, from start to finish, so whether that is marketing efforts to going out and actually generating these opportunities, our, our pipeline as in general, uh, once we, you know, close that deal and we are able to move forward with the client from onboarding to full integration, getting them up and live and running, uh, pretty much a lot of handholding from start to finish with our clients um, down to, you know, our company values and managing our, our team's calls. Um, so I have a great team of people that that report to me. I have my hands in several different departments. Right. Um, so not only do I have the opportunity to, you know, have my own sales and have my own clients, have my own quotas, which again, you know, as a someone who loves to do that side of things, I, I I'm able to, you know, itch, itch that, itch that scratch or scratch that itch. Um, but I also have a team of people who are have their own goals. And I have the ability, similar to what I did at StudentWorks where, hey, I was the individual franchisee, but then I you know, moved into the general manager role where my success was their success. And I was able to work with different people and I was able to help them achieve their goals. Uh, and I still you know, continue to do that every day. I'm very fortunate to have a great, great team above me as well um, on the leadership team that I can continue to look to, uh, continue to grow and continue to, to build my, you know, my, my list of, of skill set as well. Yeah, no, and I know uh, we've we've had this happen, or our alumni have had this happen a number of times where their business has been, you know, like you said, purchased or whatever, and 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 that that provides just an enormous opportunity because the company that purchases is again usually a bigger, better, you know, smarter, more opportunity, more growth. What is what is TravelNet offering rented, and and then also specifically you? What what are some of the advantages that are that are happening because of this uh, this this opportunity? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great question. And again, I've been at companies before that have gone through something similar. Um, but to speak to this one specifically, I think it just opens up more doors for rented as a brand, just from an overall brand awareness. Um, you know, the confidence from a sustainability perspective, credibility, you know, the list of clients that they've developed to be able to say, hey, we have an additional service and a product that we think would provide value to you. Uh, what an incredible opportunity for myself and my team to say, hey, you know, here's here's something for you to to look at. Right. Not to mention there's there's other players in our space that have been around and been more established for a longer time. I would argue that our tool is industry leading its speed, its ability, its functionality, zero to none. But at the end of the day, we need to get in front of the right people to show them that. And again, when you are a startup and when you are working with a limited budget, there's only so much reach that you have. Exactly. Right. Becoming part of this travel net solutions brand is just the necessary step in being able to share our product with with everybody in the space. Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden you've got, you know, property managers who are already working with travel net, we're able to go in and share, hey, you know, how do you do your pricing? You know, are you interested in walking us through? And this is what we were able to do for this customer. And we are able to earn this much extra money for them. Would you like to, you know, have a trial or whatever that case is? Absolutely. And here we are, what, the 30th of January and just finishing off the best month rent it's ever had. Fantastic. Uh, and it's, you know, first month of 2023. So 
the future is is definitely bright. <laughs> exactly. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, so what about um, biggest mistakes or failures? I know we've been talking a lot about successes. What about biggest mistakes or failures and things that you learned from that, things that you got got from that? Yeah, I think that kind of is how I, why I apply the mentality of, you know, relationships or everything so heavily now. Um, you know, in my industry, you would argue that the world is a big place, but it's surprisingly very small. Um, and even though you, you may have a disagreement with someone, even though it may, you didn't see eye to eye at one point, you know, you need to give yourself the opportunity to get past that. You need to be able to give your opportunity to forgive and forget um, for the better good, not only for yourself, but for the person that you may have wronged. And I'm a big believer in I am here where I am today because of you know the the life that I've lived. Um, have I made mistakes? Absolutely. Have I you know burned a bridge? Absolutely. But I think because of that, because of that experience, I will never make that mistake again. Um, you know, I treat everybody how I like to be treated. Again, relationships are everything to me. Um, and I'd say that that in in my past has been where you know a place where I've where I've fallen a little bit. Um, and you know, for the last decade, that's, you know, something that I've changed. Absolutely. Yeah, no. And it's, it, it's, you know, it's one of those things as well. I know we were chatting last week and just, just sharing how small the industry is. Like, it's just really fascinating, you know, and that's one thing that, that I think, you know, our, our leaders, you know, you know, at Concordia or, 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 um, you know, Dow or Guelph, you know, they're, they, it's, it's hard to sort of really get, but, you know, 10 years out, 20 years out, 30 years out, I'm sure you'll have this experience like we do, you know, just going, oh my gosh, it's just so incredible how how tight oh they know them and they know them oh wow you know and and again obviously as much as possible you want to have that impact on people that oh there's a person you know that i want to work with there's a person who again sorts through things of course there's going to be difficulties and there's going to be uh disagreements or whatever but hey let's stay professional let's see what we can do to sort it out it's just such a great you know opportunity uh for for sure yeah. And I mean, I still have very strong relationships with people who were in the program when I was. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see them, you see them and their success. And I'm not surprised. I saw the, how they were. I saw their mentality. I saw their work ethic back then. Fast forward 10 years, not really much has changed. They're just in a different role in a different scenario. And the success is the same. Yeah, exactly. So I would say for for the listeners and for for anybody entering this program, it's don't take anything for granted. Like you have an opportunity to build a network of people and it starts starts with the program and it'll continue for, you know, the next 30, 40 years of your career. Yeah, yeah, no. And it is interesting as well because it, it's as as our leaders in university, you know, it's, it's gee, I, I don't know what it'll be. You know, obviously I'm running a painting business. I'm running a window cleaning business. Well, you know, wow, I, you know, I guess I could be in hospitality. You know, that certainly wasn't clear for you uh, when you were 20 or 22 in the program, 24. But then it then all of a sudden there's something that grabs you you know you go after it and 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 you make lots of progress so so in speaking about progress what did you need to change about yourself to become the value creator that you are in the marketplace yeah i mean that's a great question i think that it's kind of comes back to day one of student works when you're sitting in that classroom uh, or in that boardroom type mentality when wow there's a lot of other people here um, you know, what's their story? What's going on? How am I going to differentiate myself from them? Right. Uh, kind of had to make that same adjustment when going into the workplace for the first time, when going to do these different job interviews, it's okay. I've, I'm this person on a piece of paper, but who's the person sitting across from the interviewer? 
Um, so for me, it's just been, you know, you can only be so good, you know, so powerful, so effective down on paper. Ultimately, it comes comes down to you to show what you're able to do. Um, so every single day to this day, I write down what are my goals for today. Awesome. Um, I always say I want to achieve at least five things every single day. Do I get to them? Of course not. Days are busy. You know, we don't have, there's only so much time in the day. But what I do is at the end of every day, whatever I don't get on that list, it's the first thing that goes up on the following day. Um, so for me, it's always about getting better. It's if I can continue to, to learn and improve, uh, you know, spend time reading, um, again, trying to build that network as much as possible, doing things like this, where you can just have a great conversation with an old friend um, and just continuing to, to learn and inspire if I can. Um, and again, encourage anybody who wants to get into the hospitality industry, who needs that door or needs that, that door open or introduction made, absolutely be willing to. Um, so for me, it's just doing what I can and doing what I can with what I can control, which is do a great job, come to work every single day, uh, be the best person that I can. And a lot of the times everything else tends to take care of itself. Yeah, no, I like, I like, I like that. I like that focus. And, and what about, what about habits? One of the big things that we've, we've recognized and really we've made a real big focus in our business. One thing that we do on our off season now, Chris, is our coaches work with our, our veterans who are returning and what habits do you want to have an impact in? And they, they, they work over the off season so that coming into that next year, people have a maybe a group of habits they just become that much more consistent in that really impact, again, not just, you know, that next season, but literally the, the rest of their lives. So what key habits would someone want to steal from you? You know what? And I'm going to I'm going to plug someone who I didn't realize it at the time, but was a ends up being a pretty influential person in my life. Corey McKinnon, who you remember. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he was he was your vice president. He was, yes, started. absolutely. Uh, and I still follow him very closely today. He's got a you know real estate empire that he's building. Um, but he used an example for me of the snooze button. I don't know if you remember yes. you know, that example where you know the type of person you want to be if you're constantly snoozing, um, you know, it means you're not ready to get up for the day, or you need to um, try to avoid that because it's some form of some form of procrastination. Um, so for me, that's stuck with me until today. And I don't snooze. Never. If my alarm goes off, most of the time I don't need an alarm. I'm pretty much up like clockwork anyways nowadays. Um, but that was because of the routine that I started, uh, which was no snooze button. It's, hey, you make a commitment to get up at a certain time. You get up at that time, right? If you need more time, then set your alarm for later. But you commit to that. Uh, and I still, funny enough, I make my bed every day. Uh, my wife laughs. She's like, I'm not even out of bed yet. And you're making it. Um, so make my bed every single day. Um, and you know what big thing for me is when I'm, I'm on the road, when I go to different shows or conferences, whatever the case may be, when I'm not, I'm not going into an office every day. Um, you know, I'm working remotely like so many of us now. Uh, but I still, again, my hair is quite easy to take care of in the morning. So it doesn't require too much effort. But I still get up and act as if I'm going into the office every day. Uh, and that is whether I'm putting on a dress shirt or a golf shirt. Again, I live in Florida, so it's hot. So golf shirt will work. But, you know, make my coffee, take my shower, um, do what you need to do to mentally prepare yourself for a day. Uh, I also like to start before the, the work day typically starts. I'm really effective between 730 at nine o'clock. So when everybody else is jumping on at nine, I've already completed. 
I would argue three hours of work because I'm twice as efficient between 7.30 and 9. Um, so that's a habit that I've created. It's just the way that I do things now. And even if I'm on the road, whether I'm, you know, incorporate a gym workout when I'm at the, at the hotel, but even when I'm on the road, I still incorporate that same mindset of I need to get up because I need this time. This is how I align my day. This is how I achieve what it is I need to do that day. Um, and I think that routine is is a big part of that. Yeah, I think we regularly will see, uh, you know, top performers start earlier, take advantage of that early time. And and so so a couple of things. Number one, Corey McKinnon was number 39 on the podcast. Uh, multimillionaire has an enormous uh, coaching business and real estate business is really, really blowing up. And uh, so people can check out, check out Corey and, and I know he'll come speak at our trainings and, and stuff like that. And, and I really love the, the analogy of the, the snooze alarm. It's like, I've made the first commitment I made, like, by the way, today, uh, the first commitment I made today was to set an alarm or sorry, was to get up when my alarm went off at 650, you know, because we've got our conference call that starts at 730. Now, very, most times I'm up before my, my, my alarm as well. But I wasn't this morning, so so I did take a moment. My I, I gave my wife a hug, but otherwise it was like boom. This is you know the the alarm goes off, and then let's go let's go get serious. And and uh, there is no there's there's something to as well. It's it's like getting ready for work or getting ready for a game. It's like okay, you know, get your work uniform on. It's like get your your you know your hockey uniform on. It's like, and, and again, for me, the same thing, have a cup of coffee, get, get yourself prepared, uh, you know, to go deliver value. So, so there's just no question. Uh, those, those basic habits really, really make a difference. And I think are very, are quite common with top performers. So, um, so uh, before my last question, anything you'd like, any other things you'd like to share with the young leaders on the podcast? I mean, I think I've summarized a lot of of things, and that's again for me personally how I go about my day. Um, but again, it depends on you. It depends on the type of person that you are. What you need to do is you need to find what works best for you. I know people who aren't as effective in the morning. They're still top performers. Absolutely. Right? What they do is they do their normal workday. And then what they do is they put music in their ears, they shut off, and then they work like crazy between 5 and 8 p.m. It depends on your circumstance. It depends. Do you have a family? Do you have to go pick up your kids? You know, when are you most effective? Um, so I think it depends on you. As long as you commit to that and you fulfill that, it doesn't matter. There's, no, there's, you know, there's many ways to skin a cat. Um, so find what works for you. Yeah. Thanks for putting that in, Chris. You're totally right. You know, again, it's, it's, it's I, in my understanding as well is like you said, some people are night owls, some people are morning people. So it's like, okay, you know, and just, just like you said, find the rhythm, but it's about the integrity, the, the commitment. Oh, this is the commitment I'm making for my business. This is the commitment I'm making uh, for my, for, for what I'm, what I'm looking to attend, attend to. So, so that's awesome. Absolutely. Well, Chris, I'm, I'm so appreciative of you coming on. And again, just, you know, as, as we mentioned, no surprise you've had the success and early success in your career. Uh, so the last question, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what do you think of? I think of someone who has big eyes. I think of someone who's here and, and ready to learn, who's ready to soak it up, who, acknowledges that they don't know everything because um, nobody knows everything. We're still, we're still learning every single day. 
you know, even yourself, you've been in, you know, this, this world know for <laughs> longer than, than I have, and you don't know everything. And Absolutely. I know you'd be the first one to say that. So yeah. I would say that someone who is ready and eager to learn, someone who is willing to feel uncomfortable in order to get comfortable. Um, I think that's, that's what I would, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, you know, that humility and, and, and again, cause something that I'm, and I'm sure you could, you could see this is, is really good chance. You probably felt you knew way more when you were 24 than now. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and now you're like, oh my gosh. And, and so for me, for sure at, you know, 59, I, I 100% recognize so much more of my limitations of my knowledge. And again, I understand I, I've been very successful. I know I understand a whole lot and I'm not trying to, uh, to not recognize myself, but just, wow, there's so much more to learn. There's so much more to grow. There's so, so much, so much out there. And, and again, you know, some of it is as well as an understanding, like the, the way your company set up, well, there's pricing experts, like literally in the hospitality industry that just do this one little niche, right. That just really deliver enormous value. And that's one of the things that we learn as we go through, we go, wow, there's, there's all these neat little businesses that really, really create incredible value because of how they go to the marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. And again, don't be afraid to ask for help. Like people are there, right. When you're getting into this program for the first time, don't assume that you should know everything. For sure. And sometimes as general managers, as these leaders, sometimes we forget what we've learned at one point. Absolutely. You know, we think it's common knowledge and we forget that. No, that's not. That person, we needed to learn that. So, you know, even for the coaches, there's always an opportunity to learn. It's be patient. If you've heard the question 300 times, this might be the first time that they're asking that question. So, you know, respond to them just like you did the first time. Um, so I think even from a, you know, first time someone getting into this program to someone who's a veteran who's been around the around the horn a couple of times, it's, you know, that's that's some advice that I would provide there, too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Chris, thanks so much for making time. Enjoy the sunny day, which I'm sure it is in Florida. It's pretty gray up here in, uh, in Canada right now, January 30th. But uh, awesome. <laughs> thanks again. Thank you. Okay. Have an awesome day. Cheers, buddy. Alrighty. Bye. 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 Hey leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now, and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.